Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom. This is Rabbi Michael Bitkowski, and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. Today we will be learning Tractate Psachim Daf 73, Ayin Gimel. At the end of yesterday's Daf, there was a discussion about the religious status of truma, of tithes. The question is whether the eating of truma is considered avodah, a sacred act. It may seem like there is an obvious answer to this question. Of course the eating of truma is considered avodah. Well, the real question is what is the implication of truma being defined as avodah? The answer is actually quite profound. An analogy is brought from the sacrificial system. A Mishnah is brought that describes a priest who has been offering sacrifices his entire life, and all of a sudden he finds out that there is a question, a problem, with his priestly status, and he is no longer able to offer sacrifices. So the question is, what is the status of the sacrifices that he has been offering his entire life? The first opinion brought in the Mishnah is that these sacrifices are invalid. But then the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua is brought. According to Rabbi Yeshua, these sacrifices are all valid and kosher. Some commentators describe God as validating these previously brought sacrifices. But the Gemara has yet to address the question, how do we know that the eating of truma is categorized as avodah? The answer is brought in the following story that continues on to our daf. It once happened that Rabbi Tarfun didn't come to the Beit Midrash, the study hall, last night. In the morning, Rabbi Gamliel found him and said to him, Why didn't you come to the Beit Midrash last night? He, Rabbi Tarfun, answered him and said, I was doing holy work, avodah avadati. Rabban Gamil responded and said, All of your words are strange. At this time, where can one find Avodah? Rabbi Tarfun answered and said to him, Didn't God say, quoting Numbers 18.7, I give your priesthood as a gift. Any outsider who approaches shall be put to death. They made the eating of Truma outside of the cities like Avodah, the worship of God, in the Beit Migdash, the temple. Before we discuss the content of the story, I think that it is important to point out how the Gemara is learning an answer to a legal question through a story. Recently, many scholars have emphasized the close relationship between law and narrative in the Talmud, and this is a good example of the interplay between narrative and legal sources, showing how it is sometimes difficult to separate the two. Now to the content of the story. I guess that the absence of Rabbi Tarfun was felt in the Beit Midrash, and Rabban Gamliel wanted to know why he wasn't there. What is interesting about Rabban Gamliel's line of questioning is that for him, Avodah ceased to exist when the temple was destroyed. It was limited to the sacrificial system. 
Rabbi Tarfun's answer was that avodah, holy actions, continue on even when there is no temple. The Gemara then continues and discusses a specific clause in the Mishnah, but first a little background. When the Korban Pesach was sacrificed, there were a number of requirements, one of them being that it was sacrificed for a specific group of people, and this had to be in the mind of the person offering the sacrifice. It is written in the Mishnah that if someone sacrifices a Korban Pesach on Shabbat, but he had the improper designation, then the offering is invalid. The Mishnah goes on to list a few other similar circumstances in which the offering is invalidated. This seems simple enough, but the Gemara has a problem not with the conclusions, but with the questions being asked in the first place. It seemed to the Gemara that the answer was so obvious that it really didn't have to be asked in the first place. The Gemara's conclusion is that these examples were brought in order to juxtapose the different opinions of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua. So what we have here is a literary answer. The Gemara is telling us that we don't really learn anything new, but sources are structured in ways because of literary and not only legal considerations. The next issue that the Gemara addresses is related to the different the difference between constructive and destructive behavior on Shabbat. If a person violates Shabbat, he is only liable for punishment if his action is constructive. If this is so, then why in the case of a person who offers up a Korban Pesach with invalid thoughts on Shabbat, why is this person chayav liable? He has invalidated this offering from any other use. Could there be anything more destructive than this? The answer given by the Gemara was that while the sacrifice was not valid as a Passover offering, parts, and I literally mean parts of the sacrifice, were salvageable for other sacrificial uses. The Gemara goes on to use the same argument against numerous other clauses in the Mishnah, each time asking, what was constructive about this action that the person should be liable? And each time the Gemara answers and says that indeed there were constructive acts. An important aspect of the Korban Pesach is the requirement of either ownership or membership in a specific animal to be sacrificed. The last page of this chapter addresses different questions about the ownership of the Korban Pesach. I don't want to talk about the details but rather about the larger question. I understand the ownership of the Korban Pesach to be addressing the question of participation in religious life and ritual. Who is a participant and who is just an observer? Just as the rabbis tried to maximize participation in the Korban Pesach, the Passover offering, so too should our goal be to maximize the Jews who, have be who become owners of and participants in Jewish texts and learning. Today's daf brings us to the end of the sixth chapter of Masechet Sachim, and I hope that you tune in tomorrow as we start a new chapter. Hadran Alach Elu Dvari. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.